It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It is the Greek for the Week podcast. We have a show for you today. I want you to go to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 11. We're not going to waste any time. Let's get right into it. I used to listen to Billy Graham, all his CDs and books when I was a kid, and he'd always talk about the importance of a soul. How important is your soul? What is the va- He has a sermon called The Value of a Soul, and it really got me thinking as a senior in high school and really laid a seed in my life about how important my soul is. And, you know, Jesus said in Scripture, uh, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? The importance, the eternal value of the soul. It's, you know, I heard a quote today or a couple of days ago. Uh, Brother Keith Moore said that right now what we're doing in this life, this is the shortest thing that we will ever do in all of eternity is live this life. <laughs> That's humbling to, to know that this life is, is here and it's gone. It's really about our soul. And if you think about it, that's our objective as Christians, is to live for Christ, shine brightly, and to share the love of Jesus with people that are going to hell, people that don't know him, people that are out of fellowship, not part of God's celestial family. And while we're doing that, it's important to take notice and to preserve and to, to, to attend to our own soul. First Peter 2.11, if you're there, it says uh, in English, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Now that should put you on alert to know that there's a war going on and it's against your soul. We're going to talk about that. But let's go back up to the Greek and see how strong this command is from the Apostle Peter where he says, agapetoi, which means in the plural, not just beloved. You'd see that on a Hallmark card. You know, sometimes we use words so often that they lose their meaning. This is, this is, people that are close to me, people that I care about, people that I love. This is like your family members, your close friends in church, the people that you have been in combat with and served as a comrade with. And then he says parakalo, or I urge. Now, the ESV does a good job with this, I urge, but maybe that still is a little bit too light. You know, we don't want to add words in there. But this urge is a very strong urge. It comes from the gut. It comes from the very inner parts. This is a, a strong employing He's saying, beloved, don't take this as a recommendation. Don't look at this as an option. This is something I'm telling you from my inner man to do. And he says, before he tells him the command, he calls him something specific, and he calls him peroikois kai peripidemois, sojourners and exiles. Now, this is extremely important to understanding this verse because this is talking, these two words here are talking specifically about someone who is in a foreign place. It was used in Genesis chapter 23, 4, talking about uh, Abraham Abraham among the Hittites, and is showing, okay, at the idea that this isn't your home, and, and what better example, what, as I was looking at this, what better example to think of as you being somewhere on another enemy's foreign turf or on the battlefield somewhere else in the world. It's like when your your country is fighting another country and you're on their turf in the war fighting the battle. The battle that we're in right now as believers is not being fought in our home country. We're not fighting the battle in heaven. We're not fighting the battle in the New Jerusalem. The battle that we're in is right here on the earth. Now, I know that God is going to bring the new Jerusalem down, and that he's going to purify the earth with fire, and that the earth is going to, the curse is going to be removed, but we're, we're not in the eschaton just yet, so this right here, 
The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that he's the God of this world. It's being run by Satan. Okay, Jesus has broken the curse so we can believe and but but that the whole redemption hasn't taken place. So really, this earth right here under the curse, this is the this is the territory of the enemy. And we're told not to get comfortable here. We are fighting the battle somewhere else in a foreign place. We have to see that and we have to remember that. That's why we should never get too comfortable in this earth, laying up for ourselves treasures where moth corrupts, thieves break it and steal. Don't get comfortable. If you've been blessed in this life and you own riches and wealth and million-dollar homes and cars, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to go away one day. You're not going to have it. You can't hold on to that. That property is going to be seized by Jesus in the eschaton. It's not going to be yours anymore. You're going to lose your property rights to it. And enjoy it now. Use it for the kingdom. I'm all for you having nice things. But just remember the purpose that it's still part of this territory. And... As a result, we're supposed to abstain from the passions of the flesh or the passions of this life. In other words, don't just go out there and do the things that you want to do. Don't just go out there and fornicate and lie and steal and cheat on your spouse and, uh, you know, whatever. Do things God didn't tell you to do. Serve the flesh. Uh, begin things God didn't tell you to begin. Lie, be angry, hold grudges, get mad at people, take your anger out on people, be bitter at your family. These are the passions of the flesh. And the Word of God says these are things that you, you are supposed to abstain from. And we find this in the present tense, the word abstain, apexthesai. Hope I said it right. I'm still working on pronunciation. I will tell you this, a little Greek tip. Even doctorates here in America, okay, I, I can only speak for USA, people that are or, or, on the, working on their doctorates, even people that are in theology, they have a difficult time pronouncing. I have an English tongue, so pronouncing, I, can, I read it in my brain, pronouncing is a whole nother game, and I'm working on it. Um, doesn't mean that it disqualifies you. I, one of my professors, Greek experts, still had struggle pronouncing it. So we're going to always have that accent. So, but this is in the present tense, which means that it's a continual abstaining. Abstain Monday, abstain Tuesday, abstain Wednesday. This present tense has a continuous aspect to it. We're supposed to continually abstain from the passions or the sins of the flesh. Now, the word here, sarkikon, is referring to this word flesh when used by Peter, when used by Paul. It's not just this flesh. This isn't bad. This is unredeemed. This is, your flesh is ambivalent. It's it's not it's in the sense of it's subject to sin, but it's not an evil thing. You're supposed to take care of this body. It's supposed to shower. It's supposed to feed it. It's supposed to exercise it. It belongs to God. The word flesh is used, okay, to as a, a figure of speech to refer to sin because that's where sin comes from is the flesh. And that's how we sin in the flesh. So we're supposed to abstain from sin. And he tells you something here that this wages war against your soul. Now, the Greek word here, sosukes, is referring to the inner part of you. And I know that sometimes we like to split hairs and differentiate between spirit, soul, and body. I understand the trifold nature in theology. There's, do we have the bifold nature, the soul, spirit, and the body, or do we have the soul, spirit, and the body? This is a question that people deal with. And I see both sides of it, but don't make too much bones about it, all right? Don't really try to divide soul and spirit 
right. Sometimes you get into a little bit of difficulty when you do that. Let's just not make a huge fuss about whether soul and spirit are, are the same or different. It could lead to confusion. Let's just understand here in the context of soul that it could probably be used interchangeably with spirit because of the context. It's referring to the inner part of the human being, not just your emotions, but your spirit as well here. I think that's what's being said. It's waged war against your eternal man, the part of you that has a fellowship with the Lord, the reborn nature. It's warring against that. Now, this is important because it says here, which wage war, stratuontai. Wage war. Now, this is extremely important because it means to launch a military strike against it. To launch a military strike. Now, you think about when one country refer, strikes another country. Now, I use, I'm not going to use USA because some of my people that listen not from the USA. Remember, we're kingdom first before we're nationally. I'm an American. Thank God for my country. You know, praise God for that. Believe in it, and you should believe in your country too. But remember, we're kingdom first. And so when one country rises up against another country, they launch a military strike. Remember, first of all, it's intelligent, okay? It's well thought out. It's well planned. Number two, it seeks to devastate. It seeks. It has objective, something to devastate with an objective. We want to take out this target. It's targeting, and it comes... Suddenly, it comes as a surprise. Most of the time, it comes without warning. This is how sin can be sometimes. It, one day, you're doing well. You're enjoying your life. And then the next minute, here comes the bombers come in. Bombing you with temptation and bombing you with all sorts of opportunities to serve the flesh. And this is seeking to take your relationship with God out and destroy it. And so that's the battle. And he is, and Peter right here is, is telling us the way that we counter the military strike is when we see that strike starting to form, we look up above and here we see the bombers coming in and we know that we're about to get bombed. We're supposed to say no to the passions of the flesh, say no to the bitterness, say no to the revenge, say no to those things. And when you do that, you fortify yourself against them. Verse 12 says that, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. So that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good work and glorify your Father on the day of visitation, the day that Jesus Christ comes back. Um, so when they say you're evildoers, they say, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. My words aren't matching what they do. They're not evildoers. They actually do well. Your conduct is very important. Now, we're living in a time where grace, we got grace. We don't need to act that way. Jesus forgave my past, present, and future sins. He's already forgiven me. No, 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 listen. We can't open up that can of worms right now. But the Bible is very clear. Your conduct is still, number one, extremely important to God, how you act for salvation. And number two, all right, it is the proof that you've been born again and saved. Why are you been saved and born again and you want to act like the world again? So your conduct is extremely important. You should have a desire to do what's right in your heart. Now, I know there's going to be times where you mess up and you slip, but the desire should nevertheless be there. And when those times happen, you just ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Holy Spirit for his help. You move forward. 
You're willing to take responsibility for the consequences through the mercy of God, but you have to keep moving forward in God. Don't get stuck. So understand today, there is a military campaign. It's against your soul. It's going to strike at any time, but you, through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the constant application of the Word of God, you can counter it. I don't know what that military strike is going to look like today. It could come in the form of a family member. It could come in the form of a spouse. You walk in love with them, though, and you choose to forgive them, and you do what the Word of God says, and you endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, and you will succeed against the strike that's in against your soul. Amen? So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Listen, share it with a friend. Make sure that you, you say, hey, Greek for the week. We're going deep on Greek for the week, and uh, it'll be a blessing. Share it with a friend. Put it on Instagram. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Facebook. That'll be a blessing to us at Greek for the Weekend Light of Today Church. It'll be thank you and so much for you for your listening and your viewership. It it really means a lot. Okay, we'll talk to you next time on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.